When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zero season three, episode twenty-two starts now. You know what I realized, guys? No other podcast starts like this podcast. (laughs) I'll talk about that in just a second. But hello, I am Brandon Davis, joined today by Aaron Perrine. What's going on, y'all? It really doesn't. No other podcast really does start like our podcast. (laughs) We got Jenna Anderson in the building. Hey, everybody. And especially hello to Talk Dog, who is apparently watching live for the first time. We always love to see that. So welcome Welcome to the live show. We got Jamie Drubrak. Good morning. Welcome to a world where all of your favorite television shows have been snapped away from Thanos. We're living in a new world. Mm hmm. Tom Wamsgam supremacy baby. <laughs> uh, I, I want to. I I I I'm, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts historically. I have recently started listening to podcasts, and when I said no podcast, like people, uh, do you guys listen to a lot of podcasts? I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. They all start with like okay, see, okay. See, I'd probably be better at this if I listened to more podcasts. <laughs> but like, I listen to these podcasts, and they all most of them start with like a pre-taped little like today's show we're gonna do this and that and then it's brought to you by this person and they're really calm and organized they sound really clean and i'm just out here yelling like a buffoon <laughs> to start every show thank you for dealing with us letting us blow out your speakers in the car uh every every wednesday we love you for it uh but yeah there's i, I need to listen to more podcasts there's some really good podcasts out there uh thank you for choosing us everybody um uh, but yeah, uh, so we're not, all this to say, nothing is going to change. I'm still going <laughs> to yell face here every time, every Wednesday. Uh, okay, so last night, uh, Aaron and I went over to the red carpet for the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse premiere. Uh, and I just want to let, I want to hear from Aaron because I haven't even had a chance to talk to Aaron. I, was, I hopped over on the carpet for a bit to, to talk to Aaron while he was doing some interviews and stuff. And it looked like he was having a great time. And I saw some awesome celebrities out there. But Aaron, I mean, tell, tell, tell us about your night. Uh, so that's probably, I think that's probably the first carpet we've done. It's not like the, like, NBA finals carpet. Very, very different. Um, so, <laughs> like, we get it on there, me, and shout out to Zach, our, our lovely camera person from over at ET, helping us out, get the coverage for all of you. Um, we get settled. We're like, okay, we got the lay of land. We're kind of near the mid part of the carpet, so you don't know who's actually going to show, who's actually going to make it all the way down there. Hey, uh, shout out to Sony. That was a, that was a pretty good spot. We appreciate that. We appreciate, we appreciate that. that. I was like, what? We've been further back. You us. have. We've <laughs> been in Kansas before. It's happened. On um, Moon Knight, Jim and I were literally last. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, my God. Yes. Jim yes. just cried. Like, Are we going to get to see Oscar? I, Layla, I'm sorry. You can tune out now. I didn't get to talk to him. I had daddy questions. I had everything for you. I had, here's my friend Layla. Would you like to say hi? And he did not, he, he did not show up his brooding, wonderful mug. Um, so we're sitting there, you talk to some of the publicists, like when they get in there early to make sure that they're like gonna make their way back to you, but you hope that they do. And everybody kept their promises. So thank you. Any of the publicists that are watching that like had their clients come talk to us, we really appreciate it. Um, I got to talk to Peter Ramsey, who directed the first movie and is the executive producer on this one. 
And he seemed just thrilled and kind of overwhelmed to see all the stuff because the carpet is overflowing with both like fans and media and talent. So there's like a like, you know, like literally like five feet away from me, like Daniel Kaluuya giving an interview and then like a kid doing like a, a like a cartwheel and a Spider-Man 2099 costume, which is just delightful uh, to see. Um, all the, the directors are really tripped out by that, by the way. We, we talked before during the interview last week about like the sort of impact it's had with seeing all these kids with their different spider sonas or like kids in costumes of characters you would never have seen like 15 years ago. There's like a spider Gwen out there doing flips. I saw a bunch of spider punks, Miles is of course. And they were really like, you know, Joaquin DeSantos, uh, Justice Hobbs and Kemp all, they, they really, really done something really special for a lot of the younger viewers. So it was fun talking to them, laugh with them about that stuff. Um, we also had just random, like other celebrities from other stuff, like Aldous Hodge, God bless you, brother, wherever you are, you, your muscles look fantastic. He wandered over. <laughs> I don't know why he was there. I had to ask him to talk to James Gunn about being Hawkman again. That'll be up on the site later. You'll see what he says. Um, Aaron, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I know. I, I want to know. What did <laughs> he say? Too. What did he say? You have to check the website to find out. Uh, we're going to put the video. He, he seemed enthused. He, he's not done. Okay. He doesn't seem to want to be done wearing the wings. And I, I enjoyed his take on that. And it obviously means a lot to him. He thought he said the representation of Spider-Verse meant a lot to him, too, uh, to see people like us see ourselves on screen. Uh, I talked to Stephen Amell, who just wandered through with his kids. And then saw a comic book and made like a beeline for us because he's like, I know you. I know you're kind. You failed this carpet. <laughs> he was delightful. He was great. I love I love talking to him. He seemed very proud of the Aerobos and what they'd done. He revealed some special details about that last episode of The Flash that I was not aware of. That interview's coming up as well. Um, so I got most of the spider people. I didn't get all of the spider people. So uh shout out to ty cole who's right next to me for baller alert uh who knows like Issa ray has talked to Issa ray a bunch of times so he's single her down and we talked about jessica jones and how different jessica jones is and how different it is from like awkward black girl to like being in spider-verse and how insane it is i also was like please if i talk to you at barbie please come say hi she's like oh i will i shall i totally will um so that was fun uh brian tyree henry just amazing just, just so, so nobody gets confused, I know you what you meant, but I will make sure everybody in the comment section knows you meant Jessica Drew. Yeah. Yes. Jessica <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was. Uh, no, yeah, I don't think Jessica, Jessica Jones was. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, Marvel podcast people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I figure most people might catch it, but I think there's probably somebody who might be listening. It's oh, just oh, like, wait a second. Type it right now in the comments. <laughs> wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> somebody sorry. just stops oh, their car and it's like, it's not Jessica Jones. I, listen, Miss Ritter drove by and was like, I'm not coming back. Uh, <laughs> Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> right. Listen, I'm going on another hike. Um, so we talked to uh, Mr. Henry about Eternals, because I told them that Jim Biscardi would throw me into the middle of traffic. <laughs> They're not asking about that, so we have that coming up for you as well. He really seems to be really emotionally like invested in like, man, raising a teenager is very hard, and that sort of sort of resonates. So if you have kids and you go to see Spider Verse, you'll get that. But we talked to Gloria Velez, talked to I'm trying to think of who else. Like, there's a bunch of other people that ra- rolled by, and after a while, I was like, I needed to sit down. You know that meme of the lady sitting out the beside the Popeyes, just hunched over. <laughs> <laughs> that was the <laughs> <after> <laughs> I'm like, they had 
For the people working the carpet, they had buckets of water bottles. Wow. Like ice buckets of water bottles, Mm -hmm. which is a lot more than a lot of studios provide for a red carpet. Red carpets are usually just sweaty hog pits. Like (laughs) it gets so uncomfortable working a red carpet sometimes. But yeah, that was nice of them. I saw Russell Westbrook out there and Draymond Green. Yo, Draymond and Russell Westbrook and Wiz Khalifa just walking by. And I was like, what in the world? What's going on right now? I'm like, yo, is Russell Westbrook in this movie? Um, <laughs> I didn't know. The Spider best, baller. Best fashion, right. <laughs> Spider Brody. Um, but yeah, it was a ton of fun. I got a lot more, got to talk to a lot more people than maybe I like imagined. I was like, I hope no one, everybody blows me off. You just don't want to be the person at media day where no one comes up to you. And then you're like, oh, here's one person. I feel so terrible. who was your favorite interview? Oh, Issa was really good. Um, yeah, she was really good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that was like super fun. Daniel Pemberton and me talked about freaking oh. uh, India House from 1980s, like uh, India House that inspired Mumbatan. He's the um, the composer of Spider Verse. He's in a very very, let's say, colorful colorful <laughs> suit. And I was like, I want to talk to that man about weird electronic music for like an hour and a half. But just <laughs> gotta keep moving. Um, I had to look back through and see who we actually got to talk to because there was people. I saw Tom Rothman walk over and I saw him say, we ain't talking about Spider-Man 4. That did happen to me too. I got spun for real. (laughs) I was like, oh. And Brandon's like, it happens to everybody, man. It happens to everybody. You gotta gotta use that. The the first question, you gotta butter him up. You gotta butter him up. Be like, listen, I love this movie. Talk to me about this movie. And then the next one be like, but also, so what? That publicist saw me and was like, oh, you're the enemy. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, yo, one out of you. And I was like, oh, man. Like, okay. All right. Uh, Oh, no. Well, that, that's great. And yeah, the, your Amy Pascal moment, that has happened to all of us. That has I happened was to all of us. talking to the directors. Her their publicist said, oh, yeah, we'll get you here. And then once I started talking to, like, literally, Joaquin said one thing. He just started walking. And my brain's like, oh, please stop. Please stop. Don't go. Is that the first time that's happened to you and you're doing an interview and you miss the other person who you really oh, yeah. talked to? That's, like, it's never been that sad. It's never oh. been in my mind. <laughs> it's tough, white. dude. It's tough. That's happened to me. I will say that's almost better. Like when I was on the She-Hulk carpet, like like Ruffalo and Tatiana just like walked by and didn't really like talk to the last half of the carpet and we weren't talking to anyone else. So we're all just kind of standing there like looking at them and waving. It's almost better, I would think, to have another interview be going on while you're being ghosted. (laughs) But I don't know. I had uh, my first time at CinemaCon. I was like one of my first red carpets. I was like... I have learned you have to say no to some people. If you see somebody mm-hmm. you really want to interview is coming down the line, I yeah. used to be afraid to do that because I was like, oh man, I don't want to upset the publicist. I don't want to be disrespectful to the person who's here, you know. But you know, if if the director of you know some movie that we aren't cre- that isn't going to hit well for our site is right there, and then Margot Robbie's next to them, well, okay, I got to pass on this director. But at CinemaCon, the director of Central Intelligence, oh. awesome guy, Ross and Thurber. I love Central Intelligence, by the way. I lo- love that movie so much. <laughs> Such a good the movie. Rock's best performance. <laughs> yeah, that and Pain and Gain. Uh, but he's. He, I'm talking to him, and Jared Leto is doing Suicide Squad mm. interviews for the first time, and he passed me because I was talking to the Central Intelligence mm. Director, and I'll never forget that moment. I, I think that you honestly had the the best better deal of that, of that no. situation. 
Jim, thank you for I not eliminating Brandon for doing that. Thank you for having us have a podcast. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Wait, Jamie, when, you, what was yours? Um, I, I can't think of, any, of the specific example, but it definitely happened to me at Willow. But mm. I, I have to tell you, I, I this last week I did the um, carpet for the machine, the new Burt Kreischer movie, but it, it wasn't actually a carpet. I was stationed in the middle of a pre-party right across <laughs> from the DJ. So, but it was hilarious. I'm standing in front of a food truck with a giant sign that just says comic book. So, and so like, it was not clear that I was like inter about to interview people. The publicists knew, so they would bring people over to me. But because I was just in the middle of a party standing next to a comic book sign, 30 people came up to me. There's a machine comic? Bert has a comic? What's the comic? And I had to be like, no, that's not what I'm here for. There's no comic I can give you. Uh, it was really funny, but also it was a fun idea. Idea, but they didn't think something through. I don't think. And Mark Hamill wasn't there, so that was a bummer. Um, but uh, but what, I got to talk to Bert, absolute, and he was lovely. What an absolute week the Phase Zero crew is having. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. I know. I got. I got nothing going on. Just send Tatiana <laughs> a carrier pigeon. <laughs> we gotta. We gotta get something fired up in Chicago. Come on, yeah. Hollywood. Bring yeah. something to Chi Town. Uh, or let's get Jenna to L.A. more often. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, Spider Man Across Spider Verse reviews are extremely positive. Ninety six percent through fifty. Uh, we're finally allowed to rank it. I'm at like a high nine on this one. It's it's very very good. Aaron, are you willing to give this a? a are you ready and willing to give this a number ranking? I'm so close to ten, but I just I, feel like because it's it's a part one, I just feel uncomfortable giving it a ten. I don't know, man. I, I'm so afraid of being a homer. Like <laughs> I'm, so, I'm emotionally compromised, but I'd be in the nine point five ten range too. I really, it's, really. It drives me crazy that you do out of ten because <laughs> the comic book way and the letterbox way is out of five. So I'm like, why? What's with those extra five? <laughs> Four point five, then, Jamie. Just so you can, so I'll be honest, it doesn't flare up. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I do my number rankings, I think of like a like a like when you're in school, like the letter grade out of a mm -hmm. hundred, basically. Okay. Like to me, I'd give Spider Verse an A plus, and mm -hmm. if I give it like anything less than a six point five is a bad review in my opinion. Like it's an F, but a sixty six point eight that's a D plus. Okay, you know it's passing grade. So that's kind of how I. If anybody's wondering how I rank my films, that's kind of what I think about when I give it an out of ten score. Yeah. Uh, but right, yeah, it's so a comprehensive breakdown of how comic book rates things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't even write reviews anymore. I'm. Uh, I don't. I don't. I. I because I think that when we do the interviews, you really probably shouldn't write reviews because it's kind of a weird balance mm -hmm. there. Like if I have to review Venom and then walk in and talk to Ruben Fleischer, <laughs> I've been in that position before. It's awkward, uh, and I just don't like. And you also, when you talk to them, you also might not want to say something critical or something. So I don't. I don't like. I like to separate it. I like how comic book has really started separating. The, the interviewer versus the reviewer. And I, I think a lot of sites do that. I think that's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Verse is at a 96%. People are really digging it. I, I'm looking at a couple negative reviews. Kyle Logan from Cultured Vultures says, Across the Spider-Verse is beautiful and tells an interesting story, but would have been far better suited to a serialized medium. Hmm. Uh, okay. Tim Roby, Daily Telegraph. It gets drunk on itself, sometimes sad drunk to the, big, to the brink of a hangover, slurrily outstaying its welcome. I don't agree with these, but I do see what they're saying. Second watch, I thought it might it ran on a little a little bit because it does. Uh, maybe I was just 
so annoyed that it doesn't have a full-on ending but i don't know i i'm just i'm not critical of this film so don't let what i'm saying right now come off as me thinking it's uh it's a negative review or anything i think the film is phenomenal but yeah it's interesting that there's uh, a few negative reviews because i think the movie just has so much to love yeah i mean the funny thing is that what a what a weird weird bit of phrasing like drunk on itself i'm like fam are you all right <laughs> like, what's going on um but yeah i you know there are gonna be a couple like negative reviews in there uh liam pointed out that this thing has a higher rotten tomatoes than no way home mm -hmm. and that's staggering it's a better um, movie than no way home and it's not close wow Ooh. Now, see, that's hot. <laughs> no Way Home. Listen, I'll say this. No Way Home was just an incredible theater experience. It is an absolute blast of a movie. But that plot is very good. Well, like, as soon as I left and digested, I was like, man, this plot is very convenient. This plot is very, uh, it comes together real nicely for the sake of a story that came out of nowhere. Sometimes I'm in my critical era, guys. Listen, I'm in like 2023. <laughs> I'm just yeah. criticizing everything. I don't know, man. I think No Way Home is a, it's a great movie. I love it, but I do think that that plot this this one has a, a more sensible plot than No Way Home does. What I'm it hearing is an upcoming Spider-Man rankings episode. Why did I say that? Oh. Why did I say that publicly? Yeah. I hate myself. Oh. It came out of my mouth. So do we wait for after Beyond the Spider-Verse or do we do it before? Be I think after I Beyond the Spider-Verse. Like <laughs> I mean, because that's like over a year out, isn't it? Like Nine tentatively, months. unless they delay months, it again. Right. So I don't know. Maybe we could wait. It's or maybe already we could... shot, isn't it? Isn't it already in the can? Hopefully. I thought they shot back to back. March, March 2024 is when that okay. one's dropping. Okay. Okay. Not too far. All right. All right. We have one more thing to talk about. This is a big one, guys. Mm. Avengers Tower. Avengers Tower. So I, I got to host a Daredevil panel. First of all, a couple of people came up to me at the Daredevil panel in Nashville with Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio when it was over. They said, A, they only heard about this panel because they heard me talk about it on Phase Zero. They drove out from West Virginia. Shout out to everybody who came out to the to the panel down there at ICC Con in Nashville and had a good time at the uh, Daredevil panel. Thank you uh, so much for being there and saying hello. Love you guys. That means a lot to me. I, it means a ton. Um, and uh, I see Phil almost got to drive up in the comment section. Phil, wish you could have made it, but hopefully we can do more of these in the future. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about this panel. I flat out during the panel looked Vincent D'Onofrio dead in the face, peed down my leg a little and said, <laughs> did Wilson Fisk buy Avengers Tower? And he was startled and he said, what? And he made me repeat <laughs> the question. It's the only question I had to repeat the whole panel. And I said, did Wilson Fisk buy Avengers Tower? And he said, I didn't realize we were up here with a real journalist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 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 okay, so which one is it, Big Willie? Uh, and he didn't answer. <laughs> but uh, interestingly enough, the day or two days after this panel, My Cosmic Circus ran uh, a story that says Mephisto bought Avengers Tower, and we're going to see that soon. Hmm. Why would Mephisto buy Avengers Tower? I don't know. Lizzie Hill and all them at My Cosmic Circus, they're usually, they're, they've been right enough times for, for me to say, hey, this could be legit. But what do you guys think? Is it Who's is it Fisk Tower or is it I'm Mephisto? just more curious. I'm like, does do they just have a sign like posted around Marvel now? Like if you're filming a Marvel thing that's just like, don't answer questions about Avengers Tower. Don't do it. <laughs> like at this point, it feels like that yeah. might be commonplace, but I don't know. They even There's write that, they even have that sign for the writers. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Feige himself. They're, like yeah. the stories are not allowed to tell us who bought Avengers Tower. Like I know in the comics, like Mephisto's had like business dealings and has been a businessman. So like if he is the person who bought it, then like okay. But yeah, I, I expected it to be Fisk or like the Baxter Building or something. But who knows at this point? 
listen, who's lining, running a line of credit to the devil? That's what I want to know. Where is this money coming from for you? I'm sure I'll enjoy that. Whatever happens. I just want BD to be at peace. I want yeah. the conspiracy board to get him to pull the pins out and then start up a new when the next thing gets made. Because it's never over. But yeah. I, I like this chapter. We need the season's finale of Brandon Davis. It's like, where is it lied? Where does it go? I need, I need to you. be resolved. I will sit down like Thanos in a cabin. <laughs> and smile over a grateful universe. <laughs> when we find out who bought Avengers Tower, I'll just sit there and grin, and they'll play that song in the background. Da, 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 da. Tom Wom's game was bought Avengers Tower. You're right, yeah. Emma. Emma Jacqueline. It's Waystar. It's Waystar Tower. <laughs> it's Waystar Tower. All right. Well, I don't really have too much more to say about the uh, the Daredevil panel. Uh, I I we have I. I played heads up with Charlie Cox afterwards. And we have the video of Ooh. that. I've just been waiting to post it. So uh, that's coming to the Phase Zero channel. It'll be on my social channels as well, the Phase Zero Twitter account and all that, and the comic book TikTok, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Cox, pretty good at guessing Marvel characters. So that's cool too. So look out for that. Uh, all right. We're going to talk. We're going to take a one minute break. When we come back, we have lots and lots of Marvel MCU news to discuss from Clark Gregg to Chris Hemsworth to Sydney Sweetie's Madam Web role. Uh, we'll be talking about all that in just a moment. See you there. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Fade Zero. We're going to run through some MCU news and some Sony Marvel Universe <laughs> news. Uh, Jenna, kick us off. Yeah, so uh, Sydney Sweeney confirmed in an interview with Total we or Total Film that she is playing Julia Carpenter in Madam Web. Uh, this was scuttlebutt on the internet forever. I feel like I feel like for the past year, this has been speculated about. Especially if you saw these set photos of them filming Madam Web. Uh, she said that she can't wait to be able to talk about it, but didn't say anything else. Uh, Julia Carpenter is the second Spider Woman after Jessica Drew. Uh, she debuted in Secret Wars, so good luck getting her first appearance. You basically can't. Um, but she has a really interesting kind of history. She becomes the second Madam Web. She has a daughter. She just kind of is like the often forgotten Spider Woman, but she has this whole very weird, interesting history in and of itself. So, what do you guys think? Madam Web's think happening. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dang, not the cosign. I feel like I feel like Aaron and I are the two like Madam Web cheerleaders on the show. Listen, you yeah. put Beyonce in 2004 and Nokia's in, in a movie. <laughs> I will watch it. Okay, there you go, filmmaker Hollywood. That's how we do. Uh, I, girl, you can come on phase zero. Talk about it. it's a safe space. Yeah, you can talk about whatever you want right here. Please do. <laughs> um, I, I want this movie to be at least like pretty good just on mm -hmm. its face because the character and the concept of like the web and life destiny and stuff is really cool so i'm hoping for i'm hoping for good things sydney also, i think sydney will be great 
I really do. Um, I just feel like Madam Web should have been like a Helen Mirren or an older mm-hmm. lady. Uh, that that's the Madam Web movie Man. I wanted, but can it's you, not what I'm getting. So. Can you imagine how much money they would have had to give Helen Mirren <laughs> to come through and explain? She this, just like, did Fast Ten. Yeah. How much does David Zaslav personally pay? <laughs> yeah, but Helen wanted to be in the Fast movie. She was That's like Aspen. She was like, That's "Put fair. me in, Coach." Yeah. So I don't mind them going younger with Cassandra Webb, only because I remember when this movie was announced, there was like a copy pasta of one of the trades being like, "Madam Webb's probably going to be about something else." When you consider the fact that like old Madam Webb just kind of sits in her web and doesn't really do much, and so it's like I don't mind that they're taking liberties with it in order to make a weird and good movie, but. I don't know. This cast is just so good. I'm excited to see whatever they cook up. The whole movie's a flashback sequence like in Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> I hope that we have to. I'll tell you what. Across the Spider-Verse, it's visual and uh, thematic representation of the multiverse. Hey, that's a Sony product right now. I think it is. It puts the other representations and usage of the multiverse to shame. That means Marvel Cinematic Universe. Even the Flash. The Flash was pretty good. I like the Flash. Maybe it doesn't put them to shame, but it is better than them. So maybe, just maybe, there's some sort of collaboration happening at Sony that a piece of what's so good about Spider-Verse can go over to Madam Web and do a good multiverse story. Am I am I just watching the Morbius trailer again? Maybe. <laughs> am I just watching the Morbius? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, listen, I, I want these movies to be good so bad. You are just the meme of like, we're so back, it's over. We're so back, it's over. That is just you, Sony, like every month. I'm convinced that your old personal purgatory is just you watching the Warbus trailer over and over and over again. <laughs> it's just hope. It's just hope. I'm just Kendall Roy walking into a boardroom thinking he's going to win. And yeah. I never do. Uh, I saw a really interesting comment, not to, not to derail our news part of the show, but Dalton uh, Maidsmith in the comment section said based on our conversation earlier that the Mephisto buying Avengers Tower would mean that Tony made a deal with the devil. Tony Stark's still alive confirmed. He sold his soul (laughs) and it's back and so therefore his soul never died and he's back. Uh, All right, we can move on. We don't have to (laughs) waste any more time on Mephisto. Jamie, oh my goodness. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans, buckle up because we've got some not really news, but we still get to talk about it. Um, the Cosmos, Cosmic Circus, I believe it was, interviewed Clark Gregg um, and asked if, you know, if he's going to return as Phil Coulson. And he said, there's always a chance. I mean, that's kind of the go-to line. What's he going to say? Like, nope, because he doesn't know because they've he's come back so many times and he never really, like, like, Think back to 2012, he never knew what his future held in terms of getting to return. So, of course, there's always a chance. Um, You know, uh, Chloe Bennett, on the other hand, uh, she talked to Screen Rant and she thinks she won't return. But I have thoughts about that. Here's what she said to Screen Rant. She said, of course, of course, I would be open to it. Listen, there's a lot of stuff around that. I so deeply love S.H.I.E.L.D.'s fans because it's this tenacity that got the show to, on the air to begin with. I have not once been approached or asked or uh, or involved in anything after I wrap S.H.I.E.L.D. And I am not involved in anything that is coming out. I've not been asked, but I would be more than excited to put on the suit again. And of course, Daisy is a big part of who I am. So I would love to, but I have not been communicated with about it. Um, so what I think about that is I think she totally could be telling the truth. Some people are so convinced she's showing up in secret invasion. I don't think that's going to happen, but also I do think Chloe Bennett is the kind of person that would like Andrew Garfield it and have really a fun time lying. Um, I really think that like, she like, you know, she was really kept 
hitting it home. So maybe my like clown shoes are on. Um, I think uh, I think that these two are the most likely people from shield to come back. Um, but I don't, I really don't think it's going to happen in secret invasion, but if we do ever get Daisy back, I think it's going to be an alternate Daisy. I think it's going to be a mutant mm. Daisy, not the mm. Daisy that we know, but I'll take what I can get. What do you guys yeah. think? If she I, steps out there during secret invasion, that little jingle plays your body uh, will levitate out of the room. Well, that's like Jim tweeted from his jail cell of like a picture of Colson <laughs> from Avengers. And it was like, what if he was a scroll the whole time? And I was like, all right, that's just all I'm going to be thinking about for the rest of the day. So, like, that could also be a possibility, too. Who knows? I think I do think that there's a those two. I, I agree with everything Jamie said, like, really spot on agree that it, if anybody was going to come back, it would be those two. And if they do come back, it's going to be alternate universe versions. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting clearer and clearer. I wish the Daredevil panel was on video because that's another Marvel TV show, much like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was. And Charlie Cox, I tried to I tried to get him to, like, outright say it's a variation, a variant. But he did say, like, you know, he's like, well, this is a new show. Uh, this is like, you know, some version of whatever you saw on Netflix. Some of it, none of it, all of it. Like some version of that happened to the character I'm playing in Born Again. And I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he said. But he very much said, like, you know, this. we, we don't know what happened before. It's not necessarily Netflix, but it could be part of it. So I think it's going to be the same thing with all the Marvel TV characters that will come back. And I imagine some of them will come back. But I do think it's like Jamie said, they're going to be variants because they don't. Like Marvel Studios is not going to inherit a bunch of continuity and characters with continuity that they didn't make. I just want to know if um, if the beginning of Agents of Shield is the Nexus event or season five is the Nexus event. That just tell me, you know, because season five there was no Thanos. That literally has to be a Nexus event. But the first five seasons could be in the same universe. I, I don't care either way. I really don't. It's all canon in the multiverse. Just tell me, Kevin. Just speak to me. I also feel like with the Ghost Rider of it all, I feel like that's a huge part of it too. Because it's like if you wanted to bring Gabriel Luna back as Ghost Rider, you would kind of have to definitively say like, is the Shield canon or is it not? So, but who? I don't know. Who knows? We're gonna be debating this till the sun <laughs> explodes. My yeah. God, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Chris Hemsworth is also talking about coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, to Action Action Cine. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was asked about coming back to play Thor again. And he said, I have no idea. I've said it before. It all depends on the type of story. It has to be something unique. What I don't want to do is the same with the character until the end, until there is a feeling of exhaustion in the audience. But if there is excitement for it, I'm always willing to return. If there is a new story, it has to be something very special. I'm sure there's something exciting to tell. So we'll have to wait and see. You have to wait to find it. <laughs> I had to at least once. I had to get one sentence in the Australian. Uh, it's not as good as Chris's though. That voice of that voice and everything else is just beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Thor's gonna be back. We just don't know when, uh, right? Like it doesn't. All I care about, like watching the finale of Ted Lasso last night, I, I, all I could think about is when am I getting more Hercules mm. in my eyeballs? And more Thor means more Hercules. <laughs> and so, come bring them on back. That's what, like to me, that's what that's what I'm hearing, and that's what I care about. I mean, Love and Thunder's credit scene very much set that wrote the story for Thor 5, the gods sending yeah. Hercules after Thor and they want Thor to fall from the sky. Will that happen? Who knows? I genuinely like that's one of the things that brings me back to this fully announced schedule with Secret Wars just 20 minutes away. It's like where and when does Thor 5 actually happen? I have no idea. It's uh, not going to happen Thor 5. No. It'll be him. And Chris Pratt and the legendary Star Lord. He's like, Ooh. you only got no. 
Hey, sad <laughs> bros. Let's go. I, I healed my trauma. You have a daughter. You kind of healed your trauma. Let's do it. Uh, that would be delightful, but I don't know. This is our favorite game, Brandon. Of, mm -hmm. And is any of the stuff going to pay off? And I feel like we're getting closer, but it because we're doing it this way, we have to wait and find out. I just have so much PTSD from Love and Thunder. It's just like if he, if and when he comes back, I just want, I want Thor back the way that I loved him. You are so funny. Jenna would love <laughs> if they woke up in Thor five and it was all a dream. Honestly, I am still just so disappointed on so many levels, and every time I think about it more, I just get more and more frustrated. So it's like I, I want him to come back and like have another chapter, but even I find it funny that he's like, "Is there a feeling of exhaustion in the audience?" Because it's like I was exhausted after Love and Thunder, but I, I would love to see him back. I just don't know when. Do we need Taika back? I don't think we can get Taika back because I feel like he has so many projects. Like there's, he's supposedly doing his Star Wars movie after he does his next movie and he has so many other things going on. I feel like logistically, if we were going to get a Thor 5 in the next couple of years, I don't think it's going to be Taika. I never believe Star Wars movies are actually happening. So wow. <laughs> even, even when they try James Mangold and yeah. everyone else out <laughs> on stage. But we'll see. We'll see. I think Chris Hemsworth will be back. Maybe not in Thor 5, but I definitely think we will see Thor again. All right, we got a couple more topics for today's show, and then maybe we can answer a few questions if the comments section wants to start dropping them in. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so we got some more production updates. We've got uh, Thunderbolts and Wonder Man stopping production while Daredevil Born Again is not. They're just busy talking to Brandon Davis. Um, and the amazing chicken and the egg of is Deadpool 3 still trying to film or not? Mm -hmm. Which I don't think, do, are we, Jenna, is it still going on? As far as we know, like there is no report so. saying that it shut down. As I tweeted when I retweeted the Thunderbolts and Wonder Man thing, I will be shocked if that movie can go a couple weeks in this current condition and not have to shut down production given how much they love improvising, but. Right, for those of you I, at home, like Daredevil, like uh, Deadpool, they can't, they can't like do any improv with the writer's strike going on. And I don't know if you guys have seen your Wait, buddy really? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, because technically, exactly. if you are, if you're changing this, it's I, I'm going to get like the legalese of it wrong. But if you're changing this on set, please, please then try. you're technically crossing the picket line in some regards. And so they've basically said like, if you're on the set on the day and you are not sticking exactly to the script, then that is somehow crossing the picket line. Which, given how much this these movies like to improv, I've kind of felt like it's going to be an inevitability <laughs> that they won't be able to keep going. Jamie so has wait. me nervous. <laughs> yeah. Makes is me it? nervous. Take is it like pause. is it like frowned upon to cross the picket line or oh. is it like actually illegal it's in the bylaws you're not it's also i because i know ryan reynolds like technically has writer's credits under his belt so it's like that probably would especially affect him sure. but i i don't like i don't know the specifics i just know like that that i've immediately been like what is going to happen with deadpool because i feel like even with like stuff like house of the dragon and rings of power like they've been supposedly filming without writers on set but i don't know how much longer you can really do that with something that's as improv heavy as deadpool Hmm. Mm -hmm -hmm. interesting we're gonna start to feel we're not i mean as audiences we're not gonna feel the effects of this until next year mm -hmm. but we're i think we're gonna feel it things are gonna get delayed and if they keep making things without writers well that's gonna be that's uh, i think jamie's got that <laughs> that that worry under control oh you guys <laughs> they took runaways off hulu and disney plus 
And like, I, this is all under this writer's um, strike umbrella thing that like what they're fighting for, you can't just erase shows from existence. I'm so mad about this. First of all, I loved Runaways, but I never watched the third season. So I've just been kind of sitting on it. I bought the comics. I was like, maybe wait and read the comics. Then I'll get to the third season. I thought I had all the time in the world. Oh, what? Nope. It just doesn't exist anymore. And like, and you know, I tweet when Willow, um, when Disney Plus removed Willow, which I'm so livid about, I tweeted like this, we need more physical media. We need to be able to have this. And somebody responded and they go, this isn't about you getting a DVD. This is about writers needing to get paid more. I was like, um, I'm pretty sure that the writers who are on strike don't want their uh, their projects erased forever. Two things can be true. Um, I know Jenna has feelings about this. <laughs> I this made me so upset. You can technically like rent it or buy it on Vudu for like 20 bucks a season or something, which like if you are a diehard Runaways fan, I'm sure you are doing that. But like I this is so frustrating on so many levels. I love the Runaways so much. I'm quoted on a couple of the trade paperbacks of the most recent run because I loved that like that comic so much. I this it's so frustrating to just have this stuff completely leave with absolutely no warning and to not have the physical media alternative. I, I get the streaming economy. I get the mechanism here, but the fact that they can't years after the fact be like, here's a box set, here's a DVD, here's something is very sad. I hate paying for something that I can't actually touch. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to buy a movie. Like I'll rent a movie. Sure. But I don't want to pay $20 to own a movie that is just a digital ownership i want a physical copy of it and that should come with a code for a digital version of it that's fine i'll throw it in voodoo or whatever app i want to use but i wish that the physical media existed i don't like buying something that i can't actually tangibly like hold in my hand uh, having a, a blu-ray a 4k disc being able to put it on a shelf and look at the shelf and have all your movies right there i love that uh, i wish the disney plus shows would be released and honestly it's so stupid maybe to even want to buy them because I already pay for the ability to watch them, but I would, I'd pay $20 for collections of all these things over time and just be able to complete my MCU collection. Cause I have shelves full of movies, corporate greed. Yeah. It's getting in the way of me spending my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know, I know we've said this on the show a dozen times, every time they've changed stuff on Disney plus, but like, it's weird to think like maybe several years down the line, like the episodes of She-Hulk that are on Disney plus might not be the way that they originally aired. They might tweak something or do whatever. Yeah, and all like, this stuff. I, and so it's like the fact that I can't even own a physical copy unless I pirate it or do something like the fact that I can't own the thing as it was originally presented it. is very frustrating and is very weird. Cause like, yeah, it's runaways for now, but who's to say five, 10, 15 years down the line, it's not going to be the rest of the MCU Disney plus shows. Like who knows at this point, the mm -hmm. fact that you can do this is a sign that you could do this with anything. And that is scary and kind of frustrating. Do it with the last two star Wars movies. <laughs> Dang. Well, look at Jamie. Yeah. No, look at Jamie. <laughs> last two, including last Jedi. Uh, I, I, I spoke, I have spoken. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, we can't talk we about this. We don't have time for that. This is how Phase Zero falls. Yeah, I was about to say, this is the serious finale of Phase Zero. Yeah. Last Jedi cannot be discussed on this podcast. No. Uh, I, I, you know, yeah, speaking of Star it. Wars, like, Willow is Lucasfilm, and we feel like all, all like, like the MCU is safe, but when you're taking a Lucasfilm project off months after it ended, mm -hmm. to me, that means anything goes. Any, anything we could lose at any point. So. I, I'm staring, like I'm staring into the abyss as a, a hardened uh, cover of when these things get moved around, and it's become like a funny thing where me and other members of the site have been like, "You think they're going to pull this thing? Do you think it's going to just disappear one day, and we're not going to be able to do it?" 
And it's sad that we have to consume content that way. Like the whole promise of this was that you were supposed to be able to, it was easier and more efficient to give you whatever amount of money a month and then I could just stream it forever. If you've broken that agreement, then what's the point? I don't understand. Um, and also, I don't know what, we've been waiting on an announcement for them Disney Plus shows forever. And I'm more anxious about that than you know, because <laughs> the way that everyone complains on the internet, we very well could be in a place where they, all they keep on there is like WandaVision and everything else is gone. Yeah. Like, Three or four years down the line, so I, I hope that they go ahead and uh, give us some DVD releases and stuff. I, I would like that. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, one more topic today: Hi, a popular rumor, popular report online. Jeff Loveness, writer of uh, Ant-Man of the Wasp: Quantumania, is apparently, reportedly, not writing Avengers: The Kang Dynasty anymore. And there's a party in the streets over this. I don't really care. I don't think Jeff Loveness was like the huge problem with Quantumania. I think Quantumania was kind of one of the most visually dull Marvel movies ever. No matter what the script did, the design of the quantum realm and how it was delivered to us was not the script's fault. I think that, you know, there's parts of Quantumania that were pretty good. There were parts of Quantumania that really weren't. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think it's all on Jeff Loveness. Like, I also think, I and mean, that's like saying Thor Love and Thunder is all on Taika Waititi. What have you done for me lately? Attitude like Taika made Ragnarok, which everybody adores. So I don't really know. Uh, I just want these Avengers movies to be good. I also think we're not. I, I'm not going to be surprised if Kang Dynasty. I know we talk about this all the time, but with the strike, with the Jonathan Major stuff, and now with a writer apparently being removed, Avengers: The Kang Dynasty really might not come out in May of 2025. So I think, and that, I think that's a good thing. I stand by my opinion from the beginning that I think these Avengers movies, I don't mind an Avengers movie. I love an Avengers movie. You can make an Age of Ultron type of Avengers movie, but you don't need to make like a saga concluding two-part Avengers movie before anything else. So I, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Uh, the writer of my least favorite Marvel movie <laughs> is not making another Marvel movie. I feel good about it. So, <laughs> you know uh that's that's all i'll say about that because i don't want to be mean <laughs> i will say like reading bd's interview with jeff loveness like after quantumania hearing him talk about kang dynasty he he seemed very excited and i he he, he used like bronze age avengers kind of as a point of inspiration and so i'm sad that we're not getting that anymore because i really wanted to see his take on bringing all of the avengers together and what that would even look like i i echo everything bd said i think like there's so many factors right now that make it impossible for this movie to even come out in 2025. At this point, I feel like it shouldn't because by the time we get through everything that we currently have going on, and as we were saying earlier, all the stories that still need to be told, this movie needs to be pushed back. I feel like it, otherwise it's just going to not hit in the way that it could. Um, yeah. I, oh, go ahead. Pity. No, go ahead. Uh, I just um, was going to probably just repeat what Jenna said. Well, um, I, I don't know. I'm a Cleveland sports fan, so uh, we, we the, the city does a lot of <laughs> celebrating of people getting fired. I have long since been inured to celebrating people <laughs> getting fired and gone on to my other leading question, where it's just, okay, we fire homeboy. Who are you replacing them with? Mm -hmm. Is always my question, because people in other media and other entities are like, get this person out of there. They suck at this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and who are we replacing them with? What are, what are we doing to replace them with? Are you sure you're not opening Pandora's box and whatever you replace them with is going to be worse? Which I don't think that's the case here, 
but it has bitten people in the past around me where they were all about, man, we're getting new energy in here. It's a new voice. It's fine. And then they're walking away from the Muni lot with me, sad, holding <laughs> like a tall boy. And I'm like, it's all right, Kevin. It's going to be all right next year. We got it. We got it. So I don't celebrate people losing their jobs. He was very nice in that interview and very gracious on this inter on this internet where people being terrible to him mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. a movie that just wasn't great. Yeah. Like, People were saying crazy stuff to this man. If you're on social media and in his comments and stuff, I'm like, yo, it's so poofy. Calm That's down. terrible. Like, I, you, know what? you know what I would never do? y'all don't do this too. Hmm? Like, I didn't like that movie, but I would never get online and like berate the people who made it. People put their heart and soul into creating stuff. And even like, like I, I don't know, I have a little tact. Like, you can dislike <laughs> a movie, but I think that like tagging people and and like the like the showrunner of Yellow Jackets got death threats over the mm -hmm. finale. That's exactly. insane. People mm -hmm. are crazy. People need to calm down. Please. Especially when it's somebody who clearly cares and wants the movie to be good so badly. Like Jeff Loveness, you could tell in Those our interview, yeah. in other interviews, like this man wanted that movie to be good. He really cared. And it also seemed like some of that stuff might have got chopped up in the in the process in the Marvel machine. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know that he had a great script for Quantumania. I don't know that he was the problem. Maybe he was. But I, 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 as a person, I really liked him. But uh, I don't know. And this isn't confirmed. This is still just a report. But I don't. I do expect a lot of changes for the you know the slate of the MCU. I think pumping the brakes is great. I think Bob Iger coming back could be uh, helpful to that. I think Bob Chapek maybe and the streaming wars just going crazy like it was World War streaming, uh, and I think that that's going to calm down because all these studios just went and blasted all their money into making everything. Guess what? That thinned out. The audience is everywhere. There is more content than ever before, and the audience are there. The audiences are therefore thinner. And there's more Marvel content than ever before. And some of it's starting to feel like homework to people. So I really do think, slow it down, get it right. You can only release an Avengers movie for the first time once. I know when you put it on Disney Plus, you can change a couple things, <laughs> but just release a good movie. Take your time. It's got Destin Daniel Cretton still attached, which gives me faith. Avengers The King Dynasty is still in great hands. Hopefully we get a really good writer. I say bring back Marcus and McFeely, man. Everybody gives credit to the Russo brothers, and I give them credit. I think the Russo brothers hit absolute home runs as directors, but there's no denying Marcus and McFeely are, at, if not the unsung, the unsung heroes of Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and Endgame. They are, they are truly part of that heroic team that put those movies together. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I think push it off until it's until it's in the best condition it can possibly be which it sounds like they might i expect comic-con this year to be really interesting with marvel studios and hopefully there's no like sag strike or something we can the actors will go we can hear from them and everything but because uh, if there is that comic-con's gonna be interesting with all the strikes yeah it'll be interesting with all the strikes but that's all we got to talk about today so uh let's do our little sign-offs and if anybody drops a question we'll uh we'll answer it real quick but jamie you're at the top of the screen anything you want to say to wrap up today's episode of phase zero Oh my goodness. Is there anything I want to say? Uh, the Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies finale drops tomorrow and uh, it did make me cry. I really enjoyed it. And I have some more interviews with that cast coming up. Uh, I just really wanted to get a season two because, you know, Grease is my favorite movie of all time. So that's what I'll say. Aaron, what you got? Sorry, <laughs> I'm so happy. I can't even stop her. Um, I know. I love Jamie. I love Jamie too. Um, okay. 
<laughs> we got a ton of interviews from the Spider-Verse carpet coming out for y'all. People I don't even remember talking to. It's all a blur. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm so excited for Dang. you all to see me be happy and for these people who are very, very clearly proud of what they've made and they have something to be proud about. Jenna? Um, it's at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on all social medias. Uh, go read some comics. Uh, there's one comic this week that I know is going to be talked about an awful lot, but uh, there are a lot of other really good comics this week. There's DC Pride. There's the Power Girl special. There's some Marvel ones that are great, too. So just go read some comics and, yeah, have a good rest of your day. Thank you to all three of you for another awesome show. Thank you to our audience uh, for being a part of it. We love you guys. And uh, Tom Wamsgams, absolute king. We'll see you on Friday. <laughs> With a bonus episode, spoilers for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We'll figure out what time that's going to be. I don't know if it'll be live streamed. We don't like to live stream the spoilers because we don't want to just pop up in people's feeds with things they haven't seen yet. But we'll figure it out. And that will be available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you for 15,000 subscribers. You guys rock. And we will see you on Friday and, of course, next Wednesday as well. Have a good weekend, everybody. Mm -hmm.